I'm Ansel Birch. I'm Byron Chopek. I am Benjamin Sancho Sartori. And it's time to party! <laughs> this month's episodes about the 2009 Star Trek movie were recorded on June 13th, 2023. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. We are here to talk about the 2009 J.J. Abrams directed Star Trek not to be mistaken for all the other Star Treks. His official title is Star Trek 2009. It's on the poster. <laughs> which they should just do for every movie. Just to give you the title and the year so you remember where you were, when. And you give context, gonna, too. Because, yeah. okay, 2009, yeah. Kirk can get away with being a, a, you know, an asshole to women. And it's still fine because it was 2009. It was 2009. You're yeah, like, oh, it was a well, different we time. didn't know better, yeah, apparently. we didn't know better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't know women just liked to, oh, didn't no. like uh, when you just come into a bar and keep bugging them and then beat up their, their Starfleet commanders. <laughs> or get Weird. Beat up by them. Weird yeah. how that puts people yeah. on, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it put it put people at, but we didn't know. How could we have known? Yeah. It was a a different time. Rotten Tomatoes says, Aboard the USS Enterprise, the most sophisticated starship ever built, a novice crew embarks on its maiden voyage. Their path takes them on a collision course with Nero, Eric Bana, a Romulan commander whose mission of vengeance threatens all mankind. If humanity would survive, a rebellious young officer named James T. Kirk, Chris Pine, and a coolly logical Vulcan named Spock, Zachary Quinto, must move beyond their rivalry and find a way to defeat Nero before it is too late. This is more accurate, Ooh. I guess, than the IMDb, IMDb one, but... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Little overwrought. <laughs> if humanity would survive... I don't... I, I guess they do threaten Earth near the end. I don't quite I get, remember. Yeah, they do. They do kind of as an afterthought yeah it does feel like they were like oh we actually we did it now what i i, I guess we do earth now <laughs> yeah did we just keep going do we Maybe just like, retire we just go, I, like, I, go, go off like Thanos and start farming for a while yeah just, do we go back to mining i guess is what their job was before yeah <laughs> go back to romulus and live like kings yeah Romulus, which, by the way, he came all the way back for vengeance. <laughs> Romulus is right there. All he had to do was be like, yo, uh, in a few years, this thing's going to happen. Don't. Job done. Job yeah. done. You, you, you got for free the travel back in time and save the person who was most important to you thing. And you still wasted it on, nah, I got to make sure that guy dies. That guy right there. <laughs> 20, 25 years. Just kill him. Yeah. It's a oh, bond yeah. thing. A 25 years of vengeance. <laughs> During which time he did what? He just sat there and waited for 25 years of vengeance and Purchasey. <laughs> right? Like, they must have a real good rec room on that spaceship if in 25 years, none of the crew were like, you know what? Fuck this. Bye. I- I mean, you've seen the lighting on that ship. They're all just brooding all the time. Yeah. And why is it wet? 
Why is the one deck half underwater? <laughs> Up to your knees in water to go torture that guy. What is going on? The the thing I loved most about their ship, though, it was just pipes. There was no <laughs> drywall. There was just like... <laughs> Just pipes. And JJ <laughs> could not decide what spaceships look like on the inside. Yeah, shit. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad we're bringing this up because half of my notes is like, why is there a boiler room on this on the Enterprise? Why is it? The ship runs on antimatter. Why is there a boiler? Room? What is this pipe for? What is like in the future? Did we just like sit back and realize, you know what, boiler rooms actually were pretty efficient. Let's go back to them. Like, we really like them. They're just we like those pipes. They just feel right. They're yeah, cool. They're just they're nice. I'm, I'm sure it was just at a production meeting. JJ's just like pipes. We need pipes. Lots like, of you know, pipes. <laughs> you know what's inside spaceships? Pipes. Pipes. So many pipes. Like every other Star Trek property, sleek walls, yeah. like carpeting. Not on these. No, no, no. Uh, just, just exposed piping. The only room with walls is the bridge, and it looks like an iPhone store. Anyway, so yeah, that's our view. There was a lot of pipes in this movie. Yeah, there's it is. That's the whole movie. If you're, yeah. if you're a plumber, uh, this movie's right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, A plus so, for plumbers. A plus oh, for plumbers. Top notch. How did you guys feel about starting with them? Well, first off, how do how did you feel about starting off with the the like space battle, like right there in media ray, just no time to readjust to what you're doing, just immediate cacophony of space battle. Was that what'd you think of that? I I wrote big surprise, another fucking ship opening up a sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> You, it's like, oh, here's space. A and here's the ship. There's not a giant spaceship. <laughs> Let's establish this in space, everybody. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gotta have yeah, lasers. It was. I, I, I will admit, as I as I get older, and as I you know, I, I myself now a parent of two, I get a little tired of like the manipulation of like, oh, the childbirth scenes, more dramatic now. I'm like, okay, like, okay. I realize that like trying to do a thing here, but like, ooh, childbirth. Oh yes, ooh. yeah. Child and child endangerment. Like, Thank okay, you. Like, I, I thought the same I'm, thing. I'm tired of that as a trope. It I'm was like, why is she having a baby right now? Like mm -hmm. in the middle of this attack, it's okay. We hit. And then the other thing, the hack, the hacky mode. I wrote how much J.J. Abrams is a hack. And this is why I think he's a hack. But she's pushing the baby. They push the spaceship out the dock. Yep. Yeah. I was uh -huh. like. I, and I she mean, pushes the baby out in like five minutes. Yeah, not uh, well. It's generously five minutes. Generously five minutes. Well, how long was she in labor for? We don't. We don't really know. Exactly. We don't know. Still though. Still. Yeah. It, it was definitely. It, it was. It was hacky. It. Uh, G giving birth in the future is is very different. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's much more efficient. I I know we gotta do the whole like this is how James Kirk was born and you know his father's great sacrifice and everything like that. But is, like, is that as the a whole? Parent, I'm like, yeah. Is that the parent, origin like, story? I'm, I'm like, the the canon origin story of of Kirk? Not originally. No, this is okay. a totally new thing. So if Which you're is... like a super Star Trek nerd, you're watching this for the first time, and either like either your head's exploding because you're like, this isn't how it happened, <laughs> or. You're just like, oh, okay. There, or, this is or you're me, and you're like, oh, that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, as a as a uh, Star Trek nerd, uh, and, and I'll, I'll own that. Um, 
I think for me, it was both at the same time. Somehow it managed to like ride that that line of like, okay, it's Star Trek. This is dope as hell. That's not how that goes. But okay, all right, sure. Um, cause yeah, like I don't remember ever hearing about Kirk's dad. Uh, being in Starfleet, I don't remember anything about his dad being his inspiration or any shit before that. Like, I I don't think that was in there. I watched the whole thing, and I I don't remember him talking about his dad at all. Maybe it was in the books, but yeah. Um, the books yeah, aren't canon, though. Very, that's true, the books aren't canon. Um, but yeah, so it was super interesting to A, have the change be that his dad dies on a spaceship, but also, I'm pretty sure his pretty sure kirk was born in iowa in the official canon it's like he he was born on land on earth in iowa so having him be born on the spaceship at all is is a change i wouldn't swear to that but i i don't recall that being a thing i I truly don't know enough about star trek to know anything about how kirk was born yeah but regardless of whether or not it's canon it's it is, it is a little hacky to be like, okay, get, let's endanger the baby so that we have a reason to sacrifice ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like at that, at that moment, that's when she spaceship. goes into labor while he's working and yeah. he cannot get away from work. <laughs> like he didn't have yeah. like a... <laughs> Classic. He didn't have like a spare guy to be like, okay, you take over in the event. This guy's got kids. My, my wife is in labor. labor. Extenuating yeah, circumstances. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right? Unhappy Jerry, who's got no f- fami- familial yeah. attachments. That's yeah, the guy exactly. who needs to throw, drive the spaceship into the other in spaceship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very interesting choices all around on that <laughs> one. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I get it. It's like, I'm not, like, mad about it. I'm like, okay, like, this is just... You know what this is. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, obviously from there we go into the childhood bits. Uh, I, we don't need to go through the whole movie, but so what no. did you guys think of the, of the thing overall? Like, how did you, how did you think about his, the, the like structure that Abrams went through and all of that business being as you are both, pop culture observers and structuralists given how how quickly he joins uh he joins starfleet i i'm very curious i wish i'd done a little bit more about like so what was keeping him from doing that in the first place right like pike is just like hey you should join starfleet your dad was a captain and kirk already knew that (laughs) one would hope (laughs) so why why did that provoke him to completely upend his life and enlist in like the course of less than 24 hours it's a good question. Also, apparently there's there's no paperwork to join Starfleet. It's okay. He's a legacy. I, yeah, I guess. I guess. Who's? Yeah, because he he just showed up there in his in like dirty clothes. While everybody else is in their pristine. He's like, still red like suits. got blood on him from the night before. Yeah, yeah. He's just like I I didn't need like I. I'm well aware that I'm, I'm a nerd and I like having explanations for things sometimes, but just, I don't know. It was never really clear to me, like, what was keeping him on Earth other than just, like, stubbornness, which I guess might be enough, I mean, given the character. But... I, I think it would have been interesting if it was, like, space killed my dad, I don't want to go to space, <laughs> or if there had been, like, 
conflict there or or if we establish at any point that he's like yeah my dad died so that we could all live in space or whatever but to have him make neither of those choices without prompting is i don't know yeah it's odd odd yeah and i mean it's not as though he's he shows no opinion either way like why is he in the Starfleet bar at the beginning if unless he's waiting for somebody to be like, you know, kid, you should join Starfleet. Shut up, you're not my dad. <laughs> I know, I wrote my dissertation about him, but I am going to forget some key details later on so that you can bring them up. Touche. I... I, I think though the movie too has this like it's like action sequence, action sequence, action sequence, action sequence, action sequence and then eventually it's just like, Oh yeah, we gotta be oh, a yeah, movie yeah. too. At like about like an hour like after about an hour I think I wrote I've I've got another fucking hour left in this movie. <laughs> God damn it! Why? Because the whole time I was sitting there, I'm thinking like, well, if it's just a bunch of action sequences, and this should be a pretty easy watch. It's just like, Fast and the Furious. Two but hours in space. and just watching stuff blow up. Yeah, exactly. That's all. You know, at that late at late at night when my after my kids go to sleep, and like because I watched it after like taking care of them pretty much all day, and I'm just like sitting back and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll just watch a bunch of action sequences, and then like a plot starts showing up, and I'm like. Oh, <laughs> They should have just really gotten rid of this. <laughs> just do some action sequences to get that greed lady back up again. <laughs> Which I think they did the greed lady wrong because they really like the first time you see her like in the dorm room and everything like, you know, the makeup's on point and everything. Every time other time you see her, they just got it's like they just slopped green paint on her face and said, go back out there. Like It was a really... <laughs> It looked like the paint was melting off. Having like, her just... in there at all was a weird choice. Because, like... Okay, going back to... Uh, as one of the two Star Trek nerds in the conversation, uh, the Orions, <laughs> which is what uh, she is, uh, were, like, <laughs> super sketchy space pirates at this point in canon history, to the point where, like we only ever see Orions as, as villains until way later in canon. There could be some other green-skinned humanoid alien species. I, I suppose? <laughs> there could. Yeah, I think it's just a tie-in to the original series. Oh, yeah, for sure. For I mean, and, and I can't be too mad that, like, ah, they put an Orion in my Star Trek movie. But... It was just this a, is the wrong kind of nerd thing. This is this is how Trump this is how Trump gets elected when you get go like this. <laughs> Putting Orion in my Star Trek um, movie. These woke this woke Star Trek I don't like. <laughs> but it I Which is funny because Star Trek was always kind of woke because it had everybody. That was explicitly <laughs> the point. That's why Lucille Ball was like, yes, this is what I will pay for. <laughs> woke wokeness in space i i do think it's a fun movie i don't think it's as cerebral as like star trek's other uh better outings you know wrath of khan voyage home undiscovered mm -hmm. country uh first contact 
but I mean, I, it is a fun movie, and that counts for something. It's it's a popcorn movie, and like that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, analyzing you know uh, the end of the Cold War through the view of Federation Klingons or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, or that kind of thing. Like, I I think it's a fun movie. I think it brought people into the theater and got people excited. It it felt it felt right. It didn't feel like it is a very actiony movie. Um, but I, I, it, it feels like kind of generally optimistic. Like it's not like a, like a, a grim and gritty movie where like bad things happen all the time or that kind of thing. Like it, yeah. it's, it's a fun, it's, it said like, Hey, Star Trek's back. Like we're, we're rebooting this for, for new, new people who want to see and, this. And it did legitimately for the put next new energy. Of Star yeah. Trek it fans. did legitimately <laughs> put new energy into the franchise. Like. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think we would have any of the Star Trek we have today in this golden era of Star Trek if it weren't for these movies sort of breathing new life into the whole thing and showing us that it could be fast and sexy and full of explosions again. Yes. And and JJ wouldn't have gotten the Star Wars yeah. job yeah, out of this. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I forget if it was the pitch meeting or uh how it should have ended um for this and they talked about how this was basically just jj's uh star star wars uh demo reel and they they show like (laughs) side by side comparisons of like eight different scenes from star wars and this movie like the i believe the escape pod the the desert planet like so many things that was the whole thing i was thinking this whole time i was watching it because every time they would introduce like scotty or they would introduce like uh sulu or something it would be, be like oh yeah that's how they did it in the in the Star Wars movies. So you like turn the camera and oh there's C three PO and all your other people. And there's you a remember, brief inexplicable you know? so, yeah, pause I, while we all go Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh he, he said, said the, the thing. thing he said I'm a doctor, <laughs> damn it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got. Yay Yeah. Yay <laughs> And when Spock went live long and prosper it just oh, brought man. me back, you know. Like, yeah, you, you want that mm-hmm. kind of reaction. I, I I will say they made the right choice by bringing back Leonard Nimoy for this movie. Uh, I mean, that, yeah. he was one of the few still surviving cast members at that point, and that number's even lower these days. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I don't think it would have worked with like William Shatner or uh, anybody else, really. I feel like Shatner could have handed it off to the next generation, and we all would have bought it. Um, <laughs> if Shatner had been in the mood to do so, but you're right. Like Nimoy was the heart and soul of Star Trek for a long time. So much of Star Trek lore centers around Spock, and uh, you know he really was the 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 signature we needed on this was Nimoy. Yeah. yeah, Nimoy has the gravitas to like really sell. Like, yeah, like this is a, a passing of the torch. Yeah. I think the best part too is when uh, they go, "We're looking for this guy," and they just like throw like a floating <laughs> Leonard Nimoy head and it's yep. just bouncing around. <laughs> yes, like, that, was, that made me laugh. That was the was weirdest like, way to do that. <laughs> I mean, this. <laughs> How do we show that these people are from a farther distant future than these other people who are from the future? Ah, people. they throw their holograms in the air. That's how we know. <laughs> like just this guy. Who's this guy? Well, I don't fucking know. 
and it's just it's just like a it's just like like back and forth randomly all of all of the romulans are way too close They're like to we're the still working too, on the technology for whatever reason yeah they don't know how to video call we're still working on yeah. this guys all right eventually we'll get a three full 360 around but look just use your imagination it's on our roadmap, <laughs> it's on the roadmap. <laughs> look bro we're miners not media journalists look FY 2023, it'll, it'll turn around. <laughs> Q4, maybe. Safe Harbor, don't make any any purchasing decisions based on, you know, what we were talking about in the future. Make them based on what we have currently. Oh, the corporate speak. Oh. That was just her answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right in my, right in my, my agile heart. <laughs> Byron, as as a first time person or as watching this movie for the first time and not being like a huge Star Trek nerd, did it all make sense? No. <laughs> I'm really honest, no. But then again, I mean, they didn't make it for you in fairness, but <laughs> Yeah, they, they, listen, there were no there were no lucha libre wrestlers in this. There was no there was no like you know ten part documentary on the Bulls. There was no uh, what other things am I interested in? There was no. <laughs> there was no talk about how COVID is a hoax and how we. God damn it! Damn it! Uh, it's another five minutes we're not going to be able to use. The last dance was good though. So I've heard. Yeah, yeah good, it was documentary series. Yeah, unfortunately, it does not have time travel, so we can't talk about it. It, it's like traveling back to the Part 85, of the of the yeah, show. right? Or whenever the hell it was. 93? It's not like Michael Jordan got into DeLorean and, and said, listen, don't bother for five year, for a good five years until Phil gets here. It's Phil Jackson, by the way, for you. For the nerds who don't know that. Which I share a birthday with. I, I Yeah, I share a birthday with Phil Jackson, which, oh. makes, which made oh. me so happy. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Yeah. I think the plot of the movie's all right. I think it's straightforward, relatively straightforward, as much as a time travel movie can be. As good as you can um, do, yeah, really. Yeah. I I, uh, I appreciate that they ha- that I feel like they held it close to their vest that this was actually a reboot, not just a prequel. Um, so I, w- I walked into the movie, I saw it's in the theater, um, and thinking it's going to be a prequel, and then, and then they destroy Vulcan, and I'm like, wait, they go to Vulcan in the third movie... Oh, they're redoing the timeline. This is a this is a reboot, not just a not just a prequel. I appreciate that they went to the trouble of having Leonard Nimoy explain to us the nerds at home. This is in fact a different timeline. Everything from here on is different. Don't worry about it. Um, he he may have been looking at Zachary Quinto when he said it, but he said it to me. Yeah, and like yeah, it, it's it's a. Decent, it's a decent enough frame for like a, an, a mostly an action movie. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're gonna make Fast and the Furious in space, you did it. Like, yeah, yeah. It was. I don't think it was a, a, a like a great Star Trek movie, but it was an awesome Star Trek movie. If you take my meaning, it it was it was it was one of those movies that's constantly yeah. moving. Mm-hmm. Like you're constantly moving, 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 going through. It's not like you're. Like staying in one spot the entire time, which which yeah does lend really well for like a big you know kind of action movie. Like I I watched like I mentioned I watched this on a projector in my backyard 
and the first thing I was, was like, I'm glad I watched it this way. Because if I had just watched it on my TV, I would have been, I probably wouldn't have gotten as sucked in as I did during those first, you know, mm-hmm. action sequences. Mm-hmm. And boy, action sequences. The... JJ knows how to do those. <laughs> I, I kind yeah, of forget yes, about does. that in amongst all of the like, I can't do, make a movie that doesn't have a red ball of goo or lens flares in it. Or a mystery box. Or mystery boxes, yeah. I guess not in this one, though. Yeah, he, he he held it, he held himself back on the mystery box for this one. Yeah. Unless Spock himself is the mystery box. He's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. You really think about it with Spock. Yeah. Spock is such an, an enigmatic character. Like, the whole time I'm like, man, I wish Spock was my boss. And then I'm like, maybe, maybe he actually is my boss, because I can see <laughs> part of my boss having Spock-like tendencies. I'm like, well, this is not the most logical thing. I'm like, you know, you're right. Let's do it different. <laughs> uh, how about getting Winona Ryder in this movie? Yeah. That was a that was a surprise yeah, the first time I watched I, it. Okay, I I clearly was not watching this movie because I didn't know where she where did she show up? Was she Spock's mom? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. No wonder I like Spock's mom. I was just like, <laughs> there's something about her I like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turns out she was Winona Ryder the whole time. It's, you did immediately have an attachment. You're yeah, like, oh, hey, thing. I know you. From from that robbery you did that one <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> yeah, didn't she steal something from like a, a yeah. apartment store or something Chocolate that one time? Something. Yeah. yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah, there was a... And everybody was just like, how could she come back from this? It's like shoplifting. Who yeah. cares? There's so many... People didn't realize how much worse Boy, stuff... different yeah. times. Different times when we could just make a woman feel <laughs> terrible about herself for... A thing like shoplifting. And yet Harvey Weinstein was running wild. <laughs> I'm gonna make I, I'm gonna make this podcast yep. as uncomfortable as humanly possible. <sighs> so So let's talk about this COVID hoax once <laughs> more. So <laughs> oh, <boy. God> damn. <laughs> it was made like in one... lab. <laughs> We're like 20 minutes away from 9-11 conspiracies. Speaking of 9-11 conspiracies, actually. So, oh, I I like this movie. I liked it when I first saw it. I like it when I watch it now. I will admit, I it has been tarnished for me a bit. Oh. Um, I feel like the promise of this movie, a bold new era of Star Trek, is it, it didn't really I mean it, it led to like a whole bunch of new Star Trek shows. But like the premise of like this specifically, I would say didn't Wait, how does this I'll, relate I'll, to 9 11 I'm getting there. <laughs> so, uh, did, didn't okay, really okay. come about until um uh the more recent show, Strange New World. Which is basically the adventures of the Enterprise before Kirk was there kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which I, I which is like the one show that I'm like, oh yeah, Star Trek, I'll, I'll watch this show every week. Kind it's of thing. stunning. By by the time this episode airs, there will be a few episodes into the season. If you haven't been watching it, you should. It's incredible. Oh, nice. It's it's a well-done show. Um, but anyways, getting back to the 9-11 part. I think this is a perfectly fine movie. I think the sequel to this really stunk. Uh, and really kind of affected how I saw the the, the Chris Pines, Zachary Quinto, J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. um, Star Trek series. In that it was a darker movie. It was... It felt very much about like a movie about like nine eleven conspiracy theories and like kind of nine eleven was an inside job sort of thing. Like because the movie's about like a terrorist attack that's like an inside job, 
in 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 the it's in Starfleet, and it's kind of playing with a lot of those narratives and everything. And it's just not a very good movie. It's trying to be, it's trying to be very reverent to Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan, which is like a, which was a, a very a good movie and a movie that I really enjoyed. And it was trying so hard to like mimic that movie that it forgot to tell any kind of story of its own. I, I felt it, uh, I felt like In, Into Darkness just really really sank uh, my opinion of the rest rest of the the series. The third one, Star Trek Beyond, is is perfectly delightful. Fine. I think it's. I think it's neither super good nor super bad. I only saw it the one time. I don't remember it very well. And at that point, I was soured by Into Darkness. Um, but um, also, I, I will admit, I saw Into Darkness on a screen that was like just like the, the, the video was just slightly off. So like it was just a little oh. bit more blurry than it should have been. Um, but yeah, I, I think the fact that the, the sequel to this like just kind of did not fulfill the promise of what this movie was, was heralding. Um, in retrospect, like kind of hurt this movie for me a bit, and so I, I I I think it's a perfectly fine movie, but I don't remember it as fondly as I think I would if I had never seen the sequel. Yeah, if it weren't for Into Darkness, I I can see that. Um, yeah, Into Darkness soured a lot of people on the series, and I mean to the point where they had to course correct with with Beyond and and did mm. successfully, yeah. I think. But yeah, the, like the problem, the, whole... the problem with Beyond too is that by that by that at that point Leonard Nimoy had died, and then after Beyond um, finished filming, uh, Anton Yelchin died. Yeah, which didn't help things. Not at all. Um. But yeah, yeah, Beyond. Into Darkness, I think you're you're absolutely right. Made a lot of mistakes in tone, in choosing to tell a a nine eleven ish story. Um. In, in trying too hard to be to, to, to copy Wrath of Khan to the point yeah. that it doesn't even make sense within the movie. Well, and to have Khan, like, here's the thing that, that I think could have fixed this whole trilogy. But Byron is sitting here very patiently because we're talking about a movie he hasn't actually seen. Yeah, right. The sequel to the movie he just saw for the first time. We <laughs> really appreciate your patience. Well, here, okay. yeah, no, uh, of course. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing my, I'm just doing my uh, laundry yeah, right. what list a... in here of like, oh, you know, I gotta. Oh, we I are out of milk. This. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I gotta restain the floors. The, the thing that this trilogy could have done to make everything a million times better is just come up with new names. This did not have to be the Kirk and Spock and Chekhov show. Mm-hmm. These could have been totally new characters in the Star Trek universe, and I think it would have been easier to tell. You could still have Spock travel back in time. That's not, you know, that's allowed. Um, and then to have Khan again in the second one inexplicably played so differently for no apparent yes. reason. I, I think it was an act of enormous hubris to say we are going to try to remake probably the most beloved Star Trek movie. Easily. I mean, aside from aside from Voyage Home. But yeah. I want to see that remake with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, where they have to go save the whales in the 1980s. I, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> It's not even a joke, Byer. It's a movie where they go back in time and save the whales. It's great. <laughs> they, they, they fly That's their spaceship good. back in time. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta save the whales. Yep. 
Was it, was that just when they were like running out of ideas and they were like, listen, let's just uh, <laughs> whales. I Cheers. don't know, but they pulled it off. It's so good. <laughs> it's a very silly movie, but it works. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like their it's like their Rocky Five where they just. <laughs> what have we not done? <laughs> where they just were like, listen, Rocky's. What if Rocky just doesn't fight and he coaches a guy, <laughs> but then the guy doesn't like being coached. And then they fight in a parking lot, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh. So I just spoiled Rocky Five for everybody here. That <laughs> you know what? If the if you didn't know how Rocky Five ends, uh, you probably didn't care enough. If you yeah. didn't know there was a Rocky Five, now you know. <laughs> that's the other thing. People do not like to admit that there is a Rocky Five. <laughs> If I'm honest, this might be the first I'm hearing it's like of it. Godfather Three. They don't want to admit that one either. We don't talk about the Godfather Three. <laughs> no, we don't talk. <laughs> Didn't happen. wasn't wasn't um, a thing. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts on so, like how you how you thought the movie ended? How you thought the the anything about the cinematography or <laughs> other other things that are your particular so, belly wicks? The thing I loved was old Spock and young Spock run into each other and young Spock's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave. I gotta, you know, take care of the Vulcans and old Spock's like, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll repopulate. And I'm like, wait, is old Spock just going back to like, just, yep. just bag it out. <laughs> you know, like... Why is he making young <laughs> Spock go back out? He's like, Oh no, you're going to have a lot of fun there with Kirk. Like it was, he was totally just like, no, no, I'll repopulate. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And and then like the like the movie I think should have ended when they do that crane shot up and like old Spock's looking over him, like over everybody, and he's just like he looks in the camera, goes, "Well, yeah, go home and fuck now." And then it's like. And then it's like, do 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 Like they do the Star Wars music. Just hits everybody far. That's how I would have directed it. <laughs> Let's zoom out the blue credits. Everybody just sits in the theater and is like, wait, what did I just watch? Just old Spock high fives Chewbacca. Spock? Leonard Neboy's going to fuck? And we don't even get to see it? <laughs> put a qr code at the end like hey that just says you there see you it? go and then like you click the qr code the and you vulcan only fans <laughs> yep vulcan only fans how about you ben um uh yeah i don't really have much to add beyond my own, my own thoughts about how it kind of fits into the great <laughs> continuum of star trek movies i mean i think it's a perfectly fine movie uh i again i talked about the sequel already I mean, there have been, there have been so many Star Trek uh, time travel stories. Uh, and this is, I mean, the the villain is completely forgettable in this one. I think he's just there to drive the plot. But, yep. Uh, I, I I think it's a fun movie. Like I said, I think it's a movie you can you can show to somebody who's not really a Star Trek person, like Byron here, uh, and they'll be like, okay, like I I I get enough of this to follow along with it and like have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's its mission. I think it does a very good job of that. What did you think of the time travel before we call it a night on the on the re- on the uh, review? 
What did you think of the time travel, Byron? I still don't understand it. So, so old Spock went into a. What was a red goo? Like it's a real good question. They never really explained that hole, part. And he goes back. The, 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 yeah, because it was just like all of a sudden I saw red goo everywhere, and I'm like, what is this? Was it like, like the red goo was supposed like, to like stabilize the supernova, but it doesn't do it in time or something? Yeah, that was what they yeah. said. Interacts and just goes back in time or something? Yeah. Also, I if you know. only use the red goo in individual droplets, why did they give him so much of it? Just a an egregious amount of this clearly it, dangerous it, material. It tastes great in coffee. I, maybe. Uh, apparently this red goo also featured in Alias, which... Uh, it did, yeah. yes. So it's a Jabram's original. It did not cause time travel in that TV show, but uh, it did some weird things, I think. I don't remember all of it. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, no, it did do some, not time travel, but other weird stuff. So, man, that was a lifetime ago. But yeah, so so the the nickel version is he, the the goo is supposed to turn the the star, the exploding star inside out, basically, so that it won't blow up the planets that are around it. Uh, and he doesn't do it in time, so it creates a black hole, and that somehow turns sends them back in time, apparently. That's how it goes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. How you do it? If a if a black hole opens up near you and you get sucked in, you travel through time. Clearly. Uh, it's an interstellar. Clearly, it's hard science. Yep. Yep. And so, because Nero got sucked through first. There was a time delay between mm -hmm. the two of them appearing in the past. And that's why that happened. I, I guess. I, so, yeah, I, yeah, it it is an interesting time travel mechanism, to say the least. The movie does not care. I nope. don't think it's like the important thing is that it happens. Yep. We need someone to be mad at Spock and we need Spock to go back in time. Those are the two key pieces so, guys, now that we've talked about the movie, <laughs> do you think that Star Trek was worth your time? It, it was worth my time and that I got to talk to you guys. <laughs> I would have never watched this movie otherwise. <laughs> I didn't even realize this was a movie, to be brutally honest. Uh, how about you, Benton? What Was this movie worth your time? <laughs> I mean, I, meant I didn't finish it on this viewing just because of... Uh... <laughs> Trying to cram it in with other things I've been trying to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's worth my time. Yes. Yes. I think it's a fun movie. Like I said, mm -hmm. it's, it's a fun escape. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a deep thinker, but that's okay. Yeah. Not, not everything has to be. Exactly. Um, especially, especially taking us back to that more simple era of Star Trek. 2009. It definitely felt like, like of what I've seen of the old TV show, it felt like it, like it had a little bit of that campy kind of vibe to it which i did appreciate it played like all the like highlight reels of the of the original series the original series had a lot of yeah. like cerebral weirdness and philosophy and digging into the nature of man but that stuff doesn't make it into the clip reels and this was just the clip reels um this was shut up and play exactly the right yeah we we Come didn't on. come here to see you do a jazz improvisational set <laughs> We don't want anything from the new album. We just want <laughs> piano man. 
man. Yeah, we just want Piano Man. We want Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Freebird. <laughs> we want Freebird. Oh, well, with that, friends, uh, let's let's take it home. Find me online at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralbo for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. You can find show notes and full transcripts of all of our episodes at indecisionist.com. Interact with the show using the hashtag time to party That's time the number two party as well as time the number two party all spelled out thanks to Warren. So now, pod friends, whatever you do from now to the end of time, be excellent to each other. Uh, party on, dudes.